It's Tuesday, the 11th of April, and welcome to Afternoon Sport. Chris Classic here, and I'm joined by a co-host, Shane Lee. Shane, I suppose happy Easter's over, isn't it? Because we've had our break. Uh, you're feeling refreshed and relaxed and ready to uh, start another working week. I am. It's, uh, we had a lovely time. Went down to my parents' a little hobby farm down the south coast, so... Um uh, my brother Brett wasn't actually he's over at the IPL, but my other brother Grant and um, and Brett's family were all there, so all the cousins were there for the big Easter egg hunt. But we had a lovely, yeah. had a lovely time, mate. Played a bit of tennis, um, did plenty of cooking. I cooked a nice um, Greek lamb and Greek salad uh, on Easter Sunday, so that was fantastic. And um, had quite a few scotches with the old man as well, so that was good fun. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Did you did you win the Easter egg hunt? Well, <laughs> I was the one that put him out, mate. So I could have won it. But uh, yeah. but you had to strategically place for all the cousins and make sure they all got about the same. So I sort of had to pair them off into sort of seven or eight different positions around the around the farm so they'd all get equal equal eggs so there'd be no fight. So it turned out well. Yeah, so a very competitive classic household. I like to push the five, six-year-olds away. But, uh, you know, it's important to win at all costs. Okay, today on the show, we'll be talking golf, cricket, AFL, NRL, Matildas, UFC and more. Hey, Stephen Ferris here, one half of Fire Up. I'm here with the great Chris Gale, the other half of Fire Up. And Stephen, we've had a lot of fun with rugby league over the years, but with the way the concussions and HIAs are going, I give the game about five years. It's looking dark and gloomy, Chris. So you may as well come and tune into the Fire Up podcast now and listen to the last days of rugby league. As we see the little stuff, it's a soap opera and you're going to love it. Find Fire Up on any podcast app. So let's start with the World Game and the Matilda's seven-game winning streak. It's over. They've had a, a loss to Scotland. A few old familiar problems arose as well, the midfield being overrun. Should we be worried this close to a World Cup, Shane? I don't think we should be too concerned. Um, but, yeah, there were some old signs there, and particularly as you just mentioned, the midfield being totally overrun. Um Sam Kerr didn't play this game. Hopefully she'll be back for, for next match. She was out um, with a slight injury. But that's a Matilda's first loss since last September. So we shouldn't be concerned too much. Um, saying that, um, we got really desperate towards the end when we couldn't, um, the midfield couldn't deliver any decent balls to, to our forwards. I think we had 17 uh, long-range shots in total with only two on target. So that's a bit concerning itself. But I think once Sam Kerr comes back on that side, uh, and gives that midfield a bit more of a target, um, we'll play a lot better. To golf, and uh, John Rahm has a green jacket. He's become the fourth Spaniard to win the U.S. Masters. What a magnificent uh, performance, not only in the rain, but to hold his nerve when Phil Mickelson, out of nowhere, started the charge. He did, uh, the, the LIV charge, as they call it. Um, but, yeah, he held off Brooks Kepler uh, and Phil Mickelson. Um, this goes uh, adds this to his um, trophy cabinet, the 2021 US Open win. Um, but it was, it was a, a fitting win, as you said, the fourth Spaniard to win. His hero being Seve Ballesteros, the late Seve Ballesteros, uh, was his hero growing up. And, um, yeah, he was, uh, he was greeted by fellow Spaniards um, after he won the tournament. And, um, yeah, he celebrated long into the evening. 
Yeah, it was it was a fitting win. It was a forty years after Seve won mm. in, in eighty three, the second of his months, and on Seve's birthday. Yes. So the numbers all added up. Uh, look, I rode every shot, Shane. I've got to admit, I had uh, a good old bonus bet came my way, and I chucked a hundred on John Rahm before a ball was even struck. I rode every shot for four days, and uh, <laughs> a little bit of celebration when Brooks Kapka missed the putt at about the sixteenth. So uh, it was a very very good win. Uh, go Spain. Okay, crickets. Uh, now, this was cool. absolutely extraordinary. Uh, uh, five sixes of the last final five balls in the IPL, Shane. Just talk us through it. What a win. Well, it's interesting statistics. They talk about T20 cricket and they say that statistically, um, every something like um, I think 90, 90% of matches can be won in the last over. And that's because oh. you can score 36 runs off the last over and the average score <laughs> is around 200. So you can work it out. You're always sort of in striking distance. No one ever thought uh, with five balls to go, needing 28 runs, the Calcutta Knight Riders could have beaten last year's premiers, the Gujarat Titans. Um, but they did. And it was an uncapped player, uh, Rinku Singh, who absolutely smashed the ball out of the ground. He hit two sixes over mid on, two over mid off, and one over square leg. To get the 30 runs in five balls, the most amazing um, short-form win I could ever remember. Uh, we always just get a bit excited when Michael Bevan hit the four for last ball. Yeah. Well, this guy hit five sixes in a row to win this match. Oh, unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Well, what are you saying to him when you – because each ball, the, the, the committee just got longer and longer and someone else mm. wanted to uh, talk to Yashdale uh, – I probably would have given him the, this is ground control to Yash, you could permission to land. Because <laughs> out of your bowl, four full tosses. <laughs> land the ball, Yash. It was bad bowling. It was, um, yeah, definitely the uh, the pressure got to the bowler. But look, it's still, I think as a batsman, you, you, if, you, if you've hit four, you'd still be thinking to yourself, geez, can I really do this? Yeah. Am I going to hit another one for six to win the match? And uh, he sure did. Yeah, it was fairy tale stuff. Amazing mm. what sport can do. Uh, this isn't. This is the complete opposite. Uh, mm. We go to tennis. Yelena Dokic, uh, the former Australian tennis champion, she's shared some haunting set of images revealing the aftermath of the abuse that she suffered throughout her career at the hands of her father. Yeah, well, it was a bit of a joke going around at the time. Demir Dokic, he was asked to leave Wimbledon. He was asked to leave a number of tennis um, uh, grounds. Uh, courts, I should say. Um, no one really knew what abuse was going on behind the scenes, and now in a book she's um, really detailing those issues, um, in particular pictures of her shins, yeah. um, swollen, bruised and bleeding shins. She said they're still scarred to today, where he used to effectively kick her with <sighs> these sharp shoes in the shins after a loss. And it's just like... You know, I've got three kids myself, oh, two yeah. daughters, and I just think, yeah. how can how can a father do that to their child? Yeah, yeah. It's nothing to do with win, losing, or drawing. It's just how can you physically abuse your child? It is horrible. Yeah. Um, she's a strong woman, and she's speaking out now on behalf of other women. She said, you know, one in four women are abused, um, and a lot of them don't even survive. So she's being the voice for them, yeah. and hopefully, women of the future who unfortunately will um, experience some trauma like this, but hopefully not as much.
Yeah, I, I echo those sentiments. Shane, as a father, the, the, the thought immediately was, how could you? Like, uh, as, could a, you, yeah. as a protector, how yep. could that possibly uh, enter? Horrible. Yeah, just just horrific. Uh, in basketball, teammates punch on in a fiery exchange and it led to one of the removal from court. Well, this was a match um, played between the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, in New Orleans, and it was the two of the Tim- uh, Timberwolves teammates on the bench. <laughs> so they weren't even on the court. It was Rabbi, uh, uh, Rudy uh, Cobert uh, and Kyle Anderson, um, and they got to an absolute punch-up on the bench. Uh, had to be pulled apart. Funnily enough, Minnesota went on to win the match, uh, 113 to 108. Um, yeah. And he's Cobert um, has, has come out post um, event and apologised not only to Anderson, the guy he got in the punch up with, but all his teammates and his coach, etc. They're not sure what punishment he will get, but uh, they got the desired result. They, they got yeah. the win in the end. Um, sometimes a little bit of bit of passion that's can be put in the wrong way can do good things. So um, motivation from yeah. unusual form. I remember was it Lee Bowyer? At, uh, yes. Kira, uh, what was the other player from Newcastle? They went and they both got sent off. Yep. But uh, <laughs> suddenly you're two men down. But, uh, awesome. Awesome. Uh, in the UFC, Israel Adesanya claiming sweet revenge uh, with a brutal knockout in the UFC 287. Oh, yeah, this is possibly one of the best knockouts I've ever seen. Um, it was brutal. Um, Pierre beat Asenia last uh, time they fought, um, basically by just chopping at his calves for most of the time. Um, this didn't work this time. He got a good right punch onto his onto his chin uh, and dropped him. Adesanya now's record is 24-2, and two, and that's cement, cementing him and his legacy as one of the greatest uh, UFC fighters of all time, to date, anyway. Um, is it- is it fair to say the Brazilian liked it, Shane? He, he no. kind of enjoyed uh, the celebration. Did you see the celebration? <laughs> I did. It did. <laughs> he's got the, he's got the bow and arrow out, but, uh, and then he's mocked him. He's mocked him. Guy's lying unconscious on the floor, and he's mocking him. But, uh, <laughs> it, was a, it was a good sledge, wasn't it? Oh, uh, ruthless. Yeah. But, uh, maybe maybe we need Adesanya up front for the Matildas. Ruthless. We do. In front of goal. Yeah. And a bow and um, arrow. Look, that's, uh, we'll take a break. Stay with us because we'll be chatting about the AFL, NRL and more after this break. The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one-stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters. Build fast sports multis and play same game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian owned. The only betting app you need is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. Well, let's talk AFL. Geelong v Hawthorne. And uh, they've ridden another Jeremy Cameron masterclass to breathe some life into their premiership defence. Interesting start to this match. Geelong, last year's premiers, come in with no wins. The Hawks at the bottom of the league and not looking great. At halftime, the Hawks are up by a goal. We're thinking, this can't be possible. Can Geelong, last year's premiers, be 0-6? And Jeremy Cameron yeah. said, decided, um, he was the one guy to put his hand up and said, no, nah, this is not going to happen. He kicked the first four goals for Geelong, uh, but finished with seven goals and 22 disposals. And just after half time, uh, when the Hawks brought out, we'll talk about in a minute, this stupid sign that showed a bowl of noodles and chopsticks. What the fuck was that about? What I don't know. But Geelong kicked 10 goals in the third term. 
um, and absolutely end up smoking uh, the Hawks, 127 to 45. Uh, the only downer for Geelong is that Gary Rowan, Rowan is facing a surprise um, a suspension for a sling tackle on Jayath. Um, and I think you'll go for that too because the sling tackle is when you hold their arms where they can't move their yeah, arms yeah, and you throw bad. their head towards the ground. Um, it looked pretty bad. But, yeah, this bowl of noodles, <laughs> Sam Mitchell tried to explain it to the coach for the Hawks saying – it's hard sometimes to get messages out to his players and he held up a painted sign of a bowl of noodles with chopsticks uh, and he was actually requesting players to play more of a wet-style um, form of football. <laughs> it was very cryptic, to say the least. A bit of pictionary has been played around the Hawthorne Football Club. Oh, mate. It was a bit Mr Squiggle, it was, wasn't it? It was <laughs> a, Mr Squiggle. It was... <laughs> It was a bit Mr. Squigglish. It uh, didn't know what was going on, oh. but uh, it got the message well, it, across. It, it did, but the problem is when they held it up, the, the players are probably obviously hungry because <laughs> they, they had 10 goals kicked on. They were thinking about going for yeah. a feed. It didn't get the desired request. Yeah, it's, <laughs> no. it's, it's getting a little bit ludicrous, this whole uh, yep. cryptic uh, messaging. But, yeah, you know, it's certainly what's next. Uh, well, what's next for the Sydney? Because uh, will they have to start rotating the unthinkable Lance Franklin out of their side? Uh, one former veteran uh, believes that Franklin's just not up to playing uh, the, the minutes that he's getting. Well, mate, I, I suggested this should should have been the case probably two or three weeks ago. He's, he's just not at his best anymore. Look, Buddy, Buddy's 36 years of age. He's been one of the greatest footballers of all yeah. time. We can never take that away from him. He's done wonderful things for Sydney Swans. Never won a premiership here. Um, saying that, um, there's a picture of him when Ollie Florence was kicking that last ball. So Port Adelaide won 66 to 64. Swans had a chance, almost on the buzzer, to to win the game. And Buddy started behind the post. Now, of course, he's going to try and run forward and take a mark, but his kick was held up in the wind um, and it, to no effect. So the Swans lost that match. The issue for Buddy is, playing in the forwards, the Swans had 67 inside 50s. They've only scored 64 yeah. points. That is the glaring issue for Buddy Franklin, that he's not converting some of these opportunities into he just goals. Looked, his mind looked elsewhere, didn't he? He didn't even move for that, yeah, that deciding moment. Yep. And that's a sign of a yep. player that's just totally unsure of not there. where that talent has gone. It's uh, very mm-hmm. hard to regain once it slips. So... Yeah, very yep. interesting. I don't think he's quite done yet. I, I, it's the old don't, never never write off a champion, but it would need yep. to come in the next couple of weeks. It needs to. To NRL and uh, Mitch Moses' performance against the Tigers, it was absolutely sensational. The Eels were quite off. I mean, I think they get beaten by any other side other than the Tigers, but uh, Moses, that's why he's the $6 million man. He is, and um, he single-handedly uh, won the match for Parramatta. You're, you're dead right. The Parramatta team looked awful um, all around the paddock um, against a team. The Lather Tigers have scored 22 points is is not great. Um, but Mitch Moses, uh, with his four try assists and four goals, as I said, pretty much was the, the only only person out on that Parramatta team um, worth talking about. And uh, Parramatta, it, it could often be, you know, one of these games against a, a lower-ranked team or the lowest-ranked team can be a bit of a banana skin, but they did well to hang on to that one. Thanks and to now Moses. Moses got his contract sorted, the freedom. He, yep. it's a switch will be turned, I think. He'll play with a lot more freedom I think so. and, and not have to justify the money like uh, it was all it was talked do, about do you, for do, weeks. Do you reckon the, the reason that the rest of the team didn't perform well was because they were – they just realise there's no money left for them. Yeah, <laughs> down tools. 
There's a strike on Wednesday. That's it. That's it's it. A, uh, so George Illawarra, he might be spending some time off on the sideline. Oh. Francis Molo uh, facing some some time for his high shot. Yeah, for his high shot in Futiaka. Um, it's a grade two uh, careless tackle. Uh, this is um, Molo's uh, third offence already this year. So he'll get an instant three-week ban uh, and four if he fights the charge. But... Yeah, that my dragons. It was hard to watch. Um, we we have moments of brilliance and moments in defence of just absolute ignorance and 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 laziness. I think Titans winning twenty to eighteen. Again, confusion reigns. But Ben Hunt was absolutely superb for yep. seventy five minutes, yep. <laughs> and, and then the last five, it just he he ended up missing that tackle, didn't he? Mm. And then and then the handling error. But uh, gee, I feel for Ben Hunt. He's actually I playing do. really well at the moment. Yeah, it'd be tough tough to do well in a team that's just um, you know you've got guys who are scoring brilliant tries for the Dragons, and then just letting in the easiest ones at the other end. It's not not good enough. Not good enough. Uh, Bulldogs veteran Josh Reynolds. That's uh, quite an interesting one. He delivered a hilarious response when asked by Tom Burgess's grab of his genitals, uh, which went unpunished. He did. Um, he was grabbed right <laughs> on the stalk. And, um, he said he would have liked the, the referee to give him um, a penalty for that, but he was actually surprised that Tom Burgess could find it. <laughs> so a very, very funny response from, from Reynolds there. But... Uh, in, in Tom Burgess's defence, he was looking the other way, um, yeah. but still, it's uh, that, that'll get you going on a cold day, that's for sure. Yeah, certainly. Well, that is it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit that follow and subscribe wherever you're listening. A big thank you to our sponsors, of course. Our fantastic sponsors, Elite Bet, the only betting app you'll ever need. Tune in tomorrow for your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Afternoon Sport. Are you thinking about making a podcast to build your brand, sell something, or even align with some great sporting talent? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group and we'll make it easy. We can cover everything from making you sound great to the talent, getting it delivered to the right audience, and even selling ads on it. Isn't it time you had your own podcast? For more information, email us at hello at afternoonsport.com.